Hello, listeners. I'm Juliette Dallas Meany, and I co host Do You Follow podcast alongside Rachel Joe Silver. We took a summer break to really critically listen to what's been happening in our world, and I'm excited to share that we are back in your ears with new regular episodes discussing the universe of social media and influencer marketing and answering your specific questions for your businesses, brands, and communities. We are all more dependent on technology than ever before at this particular moment in time. And if you're like me, your relationship to social media has been a bit of an emotional roller coaster, especially in the last few months with what's going on in the world. So we're going to candidly talk about all of it while giving you free advice on how to use these platforms to truly connect with your audience and grow communities that are loyal, engaged, which we believe is something that is so important always, but especially now as our world is changing. On today's episode, we're sharing a specific case study on how our business, Love Stories TV, used TikTok to grow our Instagram monthly video views from 50,000 to 3.5 million. Yes, million. You've heard us talk about how obsessed we are with TikTok as an emerging platform that really focuses on creativity and video at its core. But to have metrics that prove its ROI, that show the investment in spending time on this platform is worth it, is really a best case scenario for any marketer. So we hope that you learn some tips along the way listening to this episode and you can apply it to your brand or business. Before you listen, though, I want to include an editor's note. (laughs) This episode was recorded before the launch of Instagram Reels on August 5th, 2020. So Reels is basically Instagram's answer to TikTok. And you know we have so many thoughts on this and how it's going to play out in the social media universe. So make sure you're subscribed to our podcast because we will be talking about it in next week's episode. And I'm sure many more beyond that. And if you have specific questions for us too, please just let us know. Email us, do you follow podcast at gmail.com or DM us at J Delphine and at Rachel Joe Silver. All your Reels questions we will answer. Okay, on to our TikTok case study. Remember, you know, I was thinking back about when I first got really into TikTok was in March around when. Yeah, um, shelter in place started, which I think was the case for a lot of people. I mean, I think a bunch of things converged. Like mm-hmm. it was growing in popularity anyway. Creators on there were doing interesting stuff because they were like stuck at home, and it was like then people were like, "Oh, that's a fun thing to do while you're stuck at home." But yeah. it was like I was doing all the TikTok dances. Yeah, and that mm-hmm. was like the majority of what I would see on my TikTok at first was like yeah. dances, and I would bookmark them and then like mm-hmm. learn the dances. Mm-hmm. I was not good at it. And yeah. <laughs> now I only see wedding content. Um, oh, fascinating. The algorithm is smart for TikTok. It's really impressive. But so then it makes you wonder, like, is as much dancing still happening on TikTok and I'm just not seeing it? Or is, like, yeah. dancing becoming a smaller piece of the pie? I'd argue it's still probably the largest part of TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like, people kind of doing these dances and these songs kind of become popular and people want to replicate it. But I've noticed in the past couple months, there is a lot more educational content. I yeah. think that people are really using it in interest, more interesting ways than people who think of TikTok and just think of it as like a fun app for teens, like, think. So I've seen like this young gay guy 
who's like studying to be a dermatologist, mm-hmm. like using it to really educate people about the skin and how it works and how products kind of get into your skin. I just think there's lots of like I learn a lot when I'm on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. You said this once and it's true, which is like TikTok really at the end of the day is just like an exceptional video editing and creative Mm -hmm. app. Like it's just easier in the same way that you and I are always like Snapchat has better filters. Like when I'm doing talking to camera video content, record it in Snap and then like upload it to Instagram. Mm -hmm. And TikTok, I mean, we're going to get into this. We're going to do like a case study on this episode about how TikTok helped us grow our Instagram. Mm -hmm. But part of that is like the type of content that was getting created on TikTok, but also it's just like the ease with which you can edit video for Instagram. Like it's a superior editing tool. Um, Mm -hmm. But so I have been seeing a lot of interesting educational content too. Like a lot of um, photographers, like wedding photographers are like teaching people how to pose, either teaching other photographers how they get a shot or teaching brides and grooms. And they do this thing where there's text overlays and then they like point at them. Yeah, I like that. Um, This type of content, I feel like this is like um, a sub niche of content that a lot of influencers really see a lot of success in is like how to edit your photos, how to take photos. Because people want to be able to do that because everybody wants to be their own influencer. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge, like, um, I guess I knew this, but so we've been doing all these virtual events for Love Stories TV and a few, like a month or two ago, we did one and one of our co-hosts was a wedding videographer and I thought my Zoom setup looked pretty good. And then he got on with his like webcam yeah. and his like lights. And I was like, whoa, you look amazing. Professional. That's job. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> so I ordered a ring light and I was trying to order a webcam. They're like all sold out because everyone's trying to do this. Yeah. But what I realized is that there's all these like kits for like mm-hmm. young girls who like want to be. Yeah, it's which fascinating. I, I like knew that already, but I hadn't really like looked at it from like a product standpoint. And there's like yeah. a cottage industry around like, like, uh, of course, if you were 14 for Christmas, you would ask for like a YouTuber setup. Yeah, of course. Totally. You, you know what I mean? Remember, remember the Lumi case, the phone case? Yes, exactly. That like the exactly. Kardashians popularized, which exactly. was essentially just a light on your phone. <laughs> I saw this cutest girl when I first, um, when Shelter Home first started, and it's like you're just walking around outside. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> aimlessly. <laughs> and there was this little girl, she was probably like, I always think people are younger than they are, but I don't know, like 11 or 12. <laughs> And she was doing TikToks outside, the same TikToks that I was like doing in my house, making Justin like record and watch. She was like doing it in her front lawn and I was like cracking up because I immediately could tell what she was doing. And she was trying to like stand her phone up in the right way to like get the good front facing camera shot. And I was like, I wonder if other people walking by know like that she's doing the shuffle because like I know. You know what I mean? I, I ran into my first TikTok in the wild in New oh. York. And I like knew what they were doing because they had their phone set up outside and were like dancing towards the camera. And mm-hmm. I just like looked at them and I was like, good for you. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I mean, I, I know there's a lot of concerns with privacy. I don't want to like make yeah. that stuff light. Obviously, I don't know any more than anyone else. I think yeah. that hiring the American CEO sort of indicates to me that they might spin it off and then maybe these concerns will 
lesson or whatever. So I don't want to make like super light of it, but I think of that aspect. But what I love about it is I really feel like it showcases people's creativity. Like I really go on TikTok. I'm like, oh, people are so creative. It's amazing. It's amazing. It makes me happy. Me too, because you can't fake it on TikTok like you can on Instagram. Exactly. You either have, yes. There's hundreds, thousands of people who take pretty photos and like look great on Instagram, but like there's not much substance to what they're showing or sharing. Yeah. On TikTok, like you have to have some kind of talent that makes you stand out because the way that the app is set up where you're automatically landed onto the popular page or the like explore page equivalent. Yep. And even if you have a million followers on TikTok, like your content needs to perform. Like it's not, dip- followers are less important than your content, 100%. which is like the case not for not many other social platforms. Well, I guess this could be its own episode and I want to like to get into the case study because you and I can talk yeah. forever. But one thing I do want to mention, which you know, maybe this will spark someone to send us a question and we can do an episode dedicated to this. But what I think TikTok is great at is helping people explain things. Like yes. we were saying with the text overlays and the pointing. And so people uh, give it their attention in that way. And what I think is going to be really interesting is how brands use this, use this to educate about products. I was like helping mm-hmm. um, a friend think about hiring for social for their company and it's like a very high tech complex product that I needed like a lot of education about to even help them. And I, part of our, in part of our conversation, I was like, you know, you could have a whole TikTok campaign where you're paying influencers to explain why people should use your technology. Like, I feel like the, I've seen some TikToks where the person who is in front of the camera is not necessarily talking, but maybe they're using the graphic overlays to point mm-hmm. to things to explain. Mm-hmm. So you don't even need to be like a personality. Like you could just exact. be an expert in something and have like a marketer help you figure out how to. Or like the screen in screen videos that people, that Sammy yeah. from Betches is doing. Like yeah. if you're creative, right. You don't have to be as compelling mm-hmm. as you do on YouTube. And you don't have to be as like, traditionally beautiful in photographs as you do on Instagram. Yeah. To have like really good yeah. TikTok content. I think what is like valued is being able to tell a story and a narrative concisely. Yes. Yes. Right. You never have to talk if you don't want to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's so interesting. I could talk about it forever. Um, yeah. Okay. So what we're going to talk about today is how actually TikTok helped us like explode our Instagram. Yeah. Like explode. Like like as of last uh, checking, we had a 6% engagement rate on Instagram and all of our videos now are doing tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of video views. It's wild. We're growing so fast now. And it's all our Instagram. It's all because of TikTok. So we're going to talk about that. Yes. So uh, if you're new to the pod, Juliet and I work at Love Stories TV, which is a video platform for wedding ideas and inspiration. And on lovestoriestv.com, you can watch real wedding videos from all over the world that have been uploaded by the videographers who made them or the couples. Yeah. 
And when they upload them yeah. to Love Stories TV they tag all of the businesses who worked on the wedding and all the style aspects. So you can come to lovestoriestv.com yeah, and mm-hmm. find vendors and products and ideas for your wedding based on all different kinds of search terms and browsing filters, etc. So it's the most fun way to plan your wedding. And you can also just watch real wedding videos that are super entertaining and really fun. So from day one, we have put almost exclusively video content on our Instagram. Once in a while, we'll share a photo or promote like an event or something, but like 99.9% of our content is video. And it's been really interesting to see the trajectory of our content on Instagram, right? Because when we started in 2016, we were uploading horizontal videos to Instagram. And then we started to encourage our filmmakers to send us vertical videos because there was a lot of data coming out that that content performed better. And our friends at Dash Hudson were actually telling us that it was. Then we said, okay, we're only going to publish vertical video. And I think that was around when IGTV came out. And you wrote that great piece that was sort of like indicating vertical video is just going to continue to be the future. Right. And then we started to talk to our filmmakers and say, okay, even though you're sending us verticals, that's great. The video that is interesting to the couple you made it for is not the same edit that's interesting to someone else on the internet, right? So if it's your wedding video, you're perfectly happy for it to be in chronological order and for it to open with like a sweeping drone shot of the venue because like you are excited about every single detail to your wedding. But if you're just watching, if you're a watcher on Instagram, you want to see some specific things, right? You want to see the most emotional moments. That's what people want to watch on the internet. You want to see the first look or when the couple exchanges vows or letters or the dress reveal. Like you want to get to the good stuff really fast. And then if a clip on Instagram really engages you, you're likely to click through and go watch the whole video. Or if you're considering that venue or if you're also planning a South Asian wedding and you want South Asian wedding ideas, right? So what you might do on the website, which is watch the whole four minute video because you're researching something about the wedding is very different from the way you act on Instagram. And for years, we were basically trying to get filmmakers to send us edits that were optimized for social media. And there was a lot of pushback, right? Because they're like artists and they wanted to open it with the sweeping drone shot or you know, the couple like running through the field and we kept being like, but look at the numbers. If you open right on the first look and it's vertical and the thumbnail that we use in the feed is the groom crying, like it's going to get more views. And they would like believe us, but it was like a lot more work and they didn't want to do it. Then comes TikTok. And TikTok basically like taught the filmmakers what we had been saying for like years in a much accelerated way because they could see immediately what was performing mm-hmm. really well on TikTok. And it's exactly what we had been saying, a cold open, yeah. open to the best part. And then also, you know, they're using these text overlays yeah. to say like a headline. And we had gotten a lot of pushback from filmmakers over the years. They're like, we don't want you to add anything to our video. We don't want you to make it like less beautiful. And we are really respectful of filmmakers contents. So we weren't doing that. Then all of a sudden TikTok, you know, becomes more popular. Filmmakers start using TikTok. They're putting videos on TikTok that were exactly what we had been recommending. They're getting millions of views. So we start a TikTok. We start getting tons of views, tons of followers. And then we start putting that content on Instagram. And that's what we wanted to yeah. 
talk about today. And so basically the big reveal is our Instagram video views have increased by 600% in the last six weeks. Insane. And our per post average video views has increased by 650%. And literally it's from putting these like, had these text overlays on top of our videos. The text overlays are huge. They're like a headline, like you would put on a Facebook link post or a YouTube video. But also the editing of the video itself Mm -hmm. to be only the best part of the wedding. And by best part, I mean the best part for a social media user. Yeah. Because again, if you are comparing two wedding venues in Detroit, Michigan, for your wedding, you come to lovestorystv.com, you watch real wedding videos from both of those venues, you want to see the whole video. You want to see the bride getting ready because you want to see what that looked like. You want to see the dance floor, all that stuff. But if you're just scrolling through your Instagram feed, you want to see a groom crying. And then you save that video or you send it to your friend and then you start following that videographer. And then when you get married, you've been following that videographer and you want to book them for your wedding. Mm-hmm. Or you send it to your friend because you're like, oh, this clip from this barn wedding is so beautiful. You're also having a barn wedding, you know, and then they hire that same florist, whatever. And it's just fascinating how TikTok has allowed us to grow our Instagram by 600%. Yeah, totally. So part of this is like we were right. Yeah. But the second <laughs> is just like how telling – people and showing people is really different. And even though like we would show people when we had a filmmaker who was like willing to work with us and create the edit that we wanted, like when we started adding captions, Mm -hmm. we had a big jump in engagement on our Instagram, not this big, but like, when was that like a year ago? Yeah. We started requiring filmmakers to add, to only use vertical videos and captions Mm -hmm. and our views and our followers definitely increased and our, Mm -hmm. our account started performing better, but it's really like this very specific, TikTok caption, which a year ago, filmmakers would have been, no way will I let you put that on my video. It's hideous. Yep. But you know what? No one cares if it's hideous if they get 100,000 views in 24 hours. Yeah. It's um, incredible. I mean, we had like 85,000 views on a Father's Day, um, like first look video that we put up over the weekend. And we have 38,000 followers. That's so many more eyeballs that are seeing that content who are then going to follow us and know who we are and see more content of ours because of that. And the videos have been saved. You know, they're getting saved thousands of times. They're getting yeah. shared thousands of times. So this tactic could be applied to all different kinds of Instagram accounts yeah. and all different kinds of businesses, right? So mm-hmm. we said this in our TikTok class for filmmakers and vendors the other month, but TikTok is the best free video editor out Mm -hmm, there. mm -hmm, (laughs) You mm -hmm. can do so much with it. It's so easy to kind of like manipulate and use and you can add these text overlays and features, but like putting clips together as well. You know, previously it was like iMovie is kind of complicated to use on your phone. And there were these other ones that were kind of wonky. This makes it so simple. And I've also heard from other influencers that their kind of dedication to creating content for TikTok has also helped them grow their Instagram as well. I mean, TikTok is to video editing what like Canva is to graphic design, right? Like Uh don't at me graphic designers 
obviously you're still better than Canva. And like, I do think it's hilarious when I see something online. I'm like, I know that person made that in Canva because <laughs> I made like something that looked just like that. But like, whatever, Canva allows startups and like entrepreneurs yeah. you know, and solopreneurs to like have their assets look like so much better than they did before. And like TikTok, yeah. I noticed um, Sammy, she's one of the founders of Betches. I mm-hmm. said this to you last night. Like she's been doing these really interesting like screen in screen videos on her Instagram, which I know she's making in TikTok. Mm-hmm. So I think what's so powerful about this, if you're a social media manager or marketer or something out there, it's like, so to take a step backwards, something we've talked about a lot on this podcast is how fascinating it is that like the functionality on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube is not that different. You can share videos on all those places. You can actually share text posts on all those places but people use them for like wildly different things. And it's just like social norms and like copying other people's behavior. You know, LinkedIn says that it's just signaling. LinkedIn says it's for professional use. They definitely have some features that are for professional use, but like, so people use it that way, Mm -hmm. even though like you can do the same stuff on Facebook and LinkedIn. Right. Yeah. So it's like same with TikTok. It literally like does what Instagram does, but people started using it in this other way and now everyone uses it in that way. And what they're doing there is getting your attention really fast. Yes. And it's because when you open TikTok, it opens to a screen where you see content from people you don't follow. So you only have a second to get everyone's attention. Where Instagram, you only see content from people you follow. So I open my Instagram every day and 50% of what I see is so boring. I don't care at Mm -hmm. all, but it's like someone who I follow for a reason. I'm not going to unfollow them because like maybe they'll post something interesting tomorrow or there's some like reason I follow them. Right. TikTok, I'm seeing stuff for people I don't even follow. So if I skip over it, TikTok's like, this is boring. We're not going to show it to anyone anymore. So it's like you're incentivized to make it really interesting right away. Yeah. So if you take what's, getting people's attention and it's really exciting on TikTok and move it over to Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, like it's going to perform so much better because Mm -hmm. just because someone follows you on Instagram doesn't mean they're interested in what you're posting. So imagine if you post something on Instagram and all of your followers who see it, like it and comment on it because it's actually good. Yeah. You're going to get great engagement. You could also think about if you're writing a blog post, like you're going to hit on five things to address in that blog post. Mm Mm-hmm. You can do that visually in a TikTok through like a voiceover and showing the yeah. steps of something. Yes. And yeah. Instagram is just not set up for that. Like Instagram, totally. you're, if you're, if you made a beautiful smoothie, like you're just going to put the picture of that smoothie on there, or maybe like right. you'll show it like being blended and, and mm-hmm. that's it. But like with TikTok, you can show step by step all mm-hmm. of the things that you're putting into that smoothie with a voiceover. Mm-hmm. Yep. With, graphics which you could do for Instagram but you'd have to edit it in like a different editor yeah which is just too hard to do for the regular person Mm -hmm. right so it's like when you think about those remember a while ago that all the fashion influencers started making these videos where they were like putting on a t-shirt and then like shimmying yeah that's not very easy to make in Instagram. It's super easy to make in TikTok. So like those girls are super savvy to have done that on Instagram, but now it's so much easier. And like as a brand, yes, you could do what Juliet said and make your own videos or like finding videos that feature your products on TikTok are going to perform really well. Totally. You know, so 
I'm trying to think of the last time I saw one platform impact another platform so deeply. Mm-hmm. I think there was a time when people were screenshotting tweets and putting them on Instagram. And yeah. now people like retype them into quotes. Like that's yeah. kind of an example. Snapchat in its heyday was making Instagram, like was giving Instagram a run for its money. And then Instagram just stole their entire like product. But I mean more like repo, like crossover. Oh, I see. But, but to your point, when Instagram stories first started, I think we were still making all the content in Snap and putting it on yeah. Instagram stories. And there is still some of that. Like Snapchat, we always talk about this. Snapchat's filters, lenses are so much better. Uh-huh. Snapchat's such a superior product to Instagram stories that when I do really care about how I look in an Instagram story, a lot of times I'll record it on Snap. I'm curious about the TikTok algorithm because I know that growth on TikTok is exponentially faster than it is on any other platform. And that could be because it's like a new platform, like there's a lot of variables, but because the app opens on the like just the for you page, mm-hmm. if you follow if you like someone's content enough to follow them on TikTok, you're probably not going to go to their page frequently, but do you still get videos from them in the for you page because the algorithm knows that you like their content so they'll show it to you i can't say with authority whether or not the people you follow shows up in your for you feed or not i have to look that up but i did read you know there are several articles recently like unpacking the tiktok algorithm which i didn't think there was anything like so groundbreaking in there except for what we're saying which is that okay the way that Instagram algorithm works is Juliet posts something new and Instagram says, okay, Rachel always engages with Juliet's stuff. So we're going to show it to Rachel and Sarah and Sam always engage with Juliet's stuff. We're going to show it to them. And if everyone who normally, if a hundred percent of people who normally engage with Juliet's stuff engage with this, then we'll show it to some of her other followers. But like in order for it to end up on the Discover feed, I mean, all of your followers have to be engaging with it, which is like what's happening with Love Stories TV right now, where we have almost 40,000 followers and our content's getting over 100,000 views. It means like two, three times the amount of people who follow us, which by the way, if you're not familiar, like a 1% engagement rate is like really good. Mm -hmm. If you had 40,000 followers and 400 of them engage with your content, that's good. That's one yeah. percent. So what we're saying is our posts are getting like 225% engagement rate. And we're telling you that a good engagement rate is 1%. But anyway, where I was going with this is that TikTok, it's the opposite. What they said in this article about the TikTok algorithm is what they do is you post a new video and they show it to some people who don't follow you, but like they show it to your followers, but they always all the time just show it to some people who they think are going to like it. Yeah. That's what for you feed is. And those signals are like, what other kinds of content did you engage with and where are you located? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's nuts. I see tons of TikTok content about Michigan. Really? Like, like, I actually, this is hilarious. There's this TikTok going around and the audio voiceover is like, I see all these girls on TikTok saying they want to marry someone with a lake house. Well, let me tell you girls, skip the shitty marriage. I have a lake house and all you have to do is be my friend. That's the audio. Okay. 
And like a lake house is a really like Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin, like mm-hmm. thing. So I saw someone on Twitter be like, I had no idea that about this like culture, like ne- in my next life, I want to come back as like a teen, a Michigan teen with a lake house. <laughs> I was like, That's so funny because I see all of that content on TikTok because it like knows I'm in Michigan and then I engaged with one of them. Yeah. But my point is like, that's incredibly niche, but there's a lot of it out there. But so what TikTok does, what these articles say that TikTok does is forget your followers. When you post something new, it shows it to some people who they think are going to like it. Yeah. And if those people like it, they show it to a bigger concentric circle and bigger and bigger. So it's like, it's just built in a totally different way than all the other platforms. Except for YouTube. I mean, YouTube's like that because- like on Love Stories TV, I think I was looking today and like, I think 70, we have like 30,000 subscribers on YouTube, but 70% of our views come from not even our subscribers. That's why we have so many more views than subscribers because yeah. it's like search. Yeah. So YouTube is built that way. But yeah, I just think that this is like fascinating and I love our podcast listeners. I feel like our podcast listeners are like working really hard at their jobs and like, mm-hmm. I want them to know this hack. And if you're not doing video on Instagram anyway, like this is a great case study for why it actually works. And another pro tip about video on Instagram is that, so we post an Instagram, let's look at like a number. So an Instagram of ours, okay, this post has 87,000 video views and 4,800 likes. Okay. Wow. But the number you see on our account is 87,000. Yeah. If someone else posted a photo, yeah. It would only show the likes. It would only show 4,885. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, someone who's really savvy looking at a video account knows the difference between video views and likes, but most people aren't that savvy and they just see a number. Mm-hmm. So, all the numbers on all of our posts, even if we posted something that only got 1,000 views to us, that would be like not a lot of views, but that's still a lot of likes. If someone thinks that those are likes. Yeah. It's optically just always going to be bigger. So that's our hack. That's what we want to share. Yeah, completely. Should we do our, should our games be TikTok games today? Let's do TikTok. Yeah. Okay. Should we play TikTok roulette? Yeah. Are you going to go to the for you page or the following page? Let's do for you. Cause yeah, that's it's more interesting. Naturally. Okay. Let's pick. The number four is speaking to me. Okay, One, ready? Two, four. Yes. Okay. One, One two, two, three, four. Oh, I landed on an ad. I have to say TikTok's ads are some of the best I've seen on any social platform because they are the most native to TikTok. Yeah, it's like you can barely notice and not in a misleading way. They're just yeah. like... I've also like discovered some really interesting things through TikTok ads like products. So this mm-hmm. is this looks like a spinning moon. Oh, this is kind of cool. I feel like I would actually get this. So the brand is called Lul L O U L E. And the caption says take a moon to your home. Shop now. And it just looks like this sort of art piece where there's like a wooden block and then this moon goes on top but there's space in between the block and the moon so it spins um i'm gonna click into it and learn more about it magnetic levitation led moon lamp cool so that's what i landed on okay i landed on um it's a video of a guy and a girl on a subway 
the account looks like it's just like a random girl. She doesn't have that many followers. Mm-hmm. The caption says, don't let this flap. They're still dating to this day. And the text overlay says, so my brother met this random girl on the subway and they ended up really hitting it off. Okay. So it's like one of these stories about like how people met, but mm-hmm. sometimes you know how people like recreate them. So I'm watching this and I can't tell if this is like the original uh, video. Yeah. I don't think it is because they're like snuggling up. It seems like maybe like a reenactment. A reenactment. For the sake of TikTok. <laughs> but actually what's going on in this is giving me so much anxiety because this was obviously shot like before Corona and these people are like oh, touching their faces together. <laughs> and stuff. So this isn't the best one. So this girl's account is Catherine Anastasi underscore. So this is not like the best one of these. I've like, this is pretty cute. It has like 40,000 hearts. Like I would probably heart it. Like the, they're very yeah. good looking and cute, but I do love these. This is like a perfect example. Oh, you know, what's so confusing about TikTok. Okay. It has 44,000 hearts, but when you go back to her feed, it has almost a million views. You know yeah. how you can't see the views yes. when you're in the thing, which yeah. I feel like they do in purpose. So it won't like influence you to like it just because, but, um, uh-huh. Anyway, I think this is like a perfect example of what we were talking about, about how like anyone can be just like so creative with their like how they yeah. met story. It's so cute. And she's a regular person who a regular doesn't person. have a lot of followers. Exactly. Yeah. Should we do um, some saves? Yeah. So my saves, I haven't saved anything in kind of a while. Yeah. But a lot of my saves are dances that I wanted to learn. Yeah, I have a lot of dances. Um I feel like there's a lot of really good, like, DIY home stuff on TikTok, too. Totally. I am looking at one from this person, Mackie Albertson, and she's making her own, like, tile black backsplash in her bathroom at home. And it looks so easy. Like, they make this look so easy. And oh, well, that's not. the thing. They make <laughs> it look so easy. The di- like, the shuffle... I had to, like, get my yeah. mom to help me. I, like, couldn't figure it out. Um, There's, I've seen a lot more duets in my feed, too. Oh, interesting. And those are fun to watch because it's it's basically, like, reaction videos. Like, we know that structure and that works well. So I feel like TikTok was smart to automatically enable that in their app. So this is a really interesting one I just got in my feed. Now I'm just flipping around. It's this cute girl, and she's facing the camera, and there's text overlays, and she points to them. And it goes, hey – You've made it to wedding TikTok. Congratulations and happy planning because everyone understands how the algorithm is crazy. So basically she's saying like, if you're seeing this post, it means you're getting wedding TikToks, like welcome. And her hashtags are wedding, wedding planning, wedding photography, wedding day, wedding vibes engaged. And she's just like Southwest wedding photographer. Oh, Her account is princess.kaiulani. K-A-I-U-L-A-N-I. And her Instagram and her TikTok are totally different. Her Instagram is like beautiful photography. Oh, fascinating. And her TikTok is like TikTok. I've also seen like a lot of the people who are really popular on TikTok Mm -hmm. do not have a large Instagram following necessarily. Yeah, totally. Because it's very different. It's different types of content. Yeah. Like what we did at Love Stories was use that like graphic text overlay to kind of get people in the mindset that this is coming from TikTok. Plus we do call to actions on our Instagram. So it's all about like just connecting those platforms and driving to each other. 
Oh, I saved something really unlike me. <gasps> Let's hear Can it. I share it? Yeah. The account is the original green pan. I haven't really looked at this very carefully at all, but what I think it is, is like, you know how you're not supposed to use ceramic cookware because like, it's like made of poison? Yeah. So I think this is like a ceramic. It's a toxic free one. Right. So like all the, I don't cook a lot, but I make a lot of eggs because I don't know how to cook. And the fancy like pans we got for my wedding, like every time I make an egg, I like fuck them up because it's like... Mm -hmm. I shouldn't swear on this. I don't think we have any children listening to our podcast. I know, but I feel like swearing. Actually, I read once that people that swear are perceived as being smarter. I feel like it's more intellectual, weirdly. Yeah, I don't know. But I feel like it's not very CEO-ish. I don't know. (laughs) I guess you can leave this in. If people tell us, at me, tell me what you think. I mean, I guess male CEOs probably do it. Yeah, they definitely do. (sighs) Okay. So – What's interesting about this account, first of all, is they barely ever show the pan. So, like, I didn't even really know what this was. They just show, like, really pretty food. But anyway, the post I saved is the second most recent post right now for Father's Day. And it's basically, like, a cheese board, but it's breakfast. So it's, like, a snake of pancakes on the middle of the board. And then, like, it's, like, a build-your-own-pancake sandwich. Oh, I'm looking at this now. That's And I looked at it, and I was, like, I'm going to make this for my family. It's, like, a pancake bar. Yeah, this is, like, not very typical Rachel content, but I was influenced by this account to feel like I could cook. I love that. I think I'm going to get the pan for Justin because he always tells me not to use the ceramic pans for myself and the baby. Yeah. There's a little one. It's like seven or eight inches. That's perfect for like eggs or like one pancake. Cute. (laughs) I found this account from a friend who went to college with this girl. So the account is underscore N-A-N-D. E-R-S, underscore Nanders. I think she's like a graphic designer or artist, but she's been making these very helpful and well-researched, kind of like illustrative educational graphics about what's going on in terms of racism in America right now. And she had a really interesting one, and it says, think of social justice education as a ladder. So, like, there's been a lot of talk about defunding the police or abolishing the police. Um, And she sort of shows through, like, a ladder, like, how we get to, from the very beginning, where people need to understand, like, what the ultimate end goal is. And, like, if you try to get people who are just understanding that, like, racism exists to go all the way to abolishing the police, like, they're never going to get there because there's all these other steps that need to happen. This is exactly what I was talking about at the beginning, which is, like, even without knowing any of Nander's credentials, yeah, I can just look at this and be like, does this resonate with me or not? I don't need to know, like, yeah, it's not like someone explaining, like, how not to get COVID, where it's like, right. okay, I need to know who you are and if you, like, know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But this is just, like, one woman's way of explaining it. Yeah. She's, like, an Asian-American woman, but she's also um, – like has been doing a lot of research on her own, like learning from other black educators about this. And she references them, but she's like, I'm just a real, a normal person. And I'm sharing what has been helpful for me in a way that I think might help people. Right. Exactly. You know? And I think that's also what this is about too. Like so much of it to your point is 
Like we've been talking about this for years and years, but not everyone gets it. And if somebody's way of explaining it will make someone else start to understand it, then I think that's a good thing. Okay. Great app. Great app. We're going to try to get back on the bandwagon. Yes, we are. Um, Send us your questions. Mm-hmm, please do. Do you follow podcast at gmail.com or mm-hmm. DM Rachel Joe Silver or Jay Delphine? Definitely check out at Love Stories TVs yeah. on all channels, but check out our Instagram to see our yeah. recent growth and learn how to hack your Instagram. Let us know if you try any of our, our tips. Yeah, exactly. Okay, we'll see you soon. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Do You Follow Podcast, a podcast on social media, digital, and influencer marketing. We are always wanting to hear from you. So if you have a question that you want answered on an upcoming episode, email us at doyoufollowpodcast at gmail.com, or you can Instagram DM us at jdelphine and at Rachel Jo Silver. We want to hear from you, so we want to feature your questions on an upcoming episode. And if you want us to do an Instagram audit of your account, your business's account, we are happy to do that as well. So just include your question and all the details, and we will feature you on an upcoming episode. And if you like the podcast, we would also love your kudos and appreciation. So please leave us a review and rate us in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.